Hello, my name is Alexander Moreira, and I'm the founder of ITK Media. You've been you've tuned in to our uh, podcast about Central and Eastern European startups that are in pre-Series A stage. And our guest today is Evelina Atanasova, the founder of Digital Kids. That's a company that delivers STEM educational tools based on storytelling and play to help children learn basic digital skills and coding. Zdravie Evelina, kaksi. Zdravsti. I'm happy. I'm happy to see you and I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. Um, it's a great and busy week, actually. <laughs> so the, the people start living to, again after COVID. So I'm, I'm happy to be again social. <laughs> Yeah, just to make sure we are recording in the beginning of uh, June 2021 and that's like uh, not only new season year wise but also like new re like we all feel like Phoenix is coming back to business uh, dimension. Evelina, coming back to the chat uh, and to your company as, as well. So we will discuss your company and your products of course uh, but just to understand like uh, initially you are an um, ed tech right like educational tech you could say. Yeah, and that's why right. Yeah, what, what do you think makes educational tech um, less of a prominent kind of um, ranking uh, leader of all the like VC interest globally? If that's true, of course, if you agree, like why this is not as sexy as, as this should be probably? Um, I disagree. <laughs> Great, Sorry yeah, about that, this. So you... Sorry about this. Uh, I, I do believe that the tech is the new fintech. Uh, to be honest, uh, especially because of COVID and especially after the life, uh, in the life after COVID, because um, our our children has to have to start learning at home uh, without the school to be prepared for this. And I believe that the digital devices, digital technologies and the ad tech became really sexy because of COVID and because of uh, this social distance that we all lived in the last year and a half. Uh, and uh, I believe that people, teachers, principal society, all of us started to understand why the, uh, ed the tech education is so important and we have to invest there, not only money, but also power, uh, focus, passion, of course, and to support the tech education tools development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I know those challenges? I have a lyceum uh, age kids. I have a school like um, uh, high school kid and preschool kid, preschool age okay. kids. So I know problems of all those uh, levels of school ed education. And I, of course, applaud you even don't not knowing very well your product, so to say. Now, I applaud your efforts uh, and and uh, decision to focus on that. Now let's move on to, to the to the scenario of the chat and um, start the first round, which is about solution the product. How would you describe in like in a nutshell as an elevator presentation? Let's say uh, what you're doing. Oh, it's a it's a complex solution. Digital Kids is a complex solution. It's based on storytelling in play as you introduce the product. Product. Um, we're delivering fairy tale books. I can show you one of them. Uh, based on the story in the fairy tale books, we create different learning by doing tangible programming projects. And then we have an online assessment platform where uh, we can measure the superpowers of the children. Because the idea of Digital Kids is to deliver children centric uh, teaching solution, which is really important. And digital devices uh, give us this power to, to deliver 
personalized, tailor-made uh, teaching solution for all of our children. And I do believe that one of the main challenges in the current educational system is that we are trying to put all of the children in the same box, but we are all different. And, and that's, that's important. That's the beauty of our society, that we are all different. We all have different superpowers, different skills, different interests. And um, with all the, the, the tools that we are developing in Digital Kids and through our program, we, we try to support parents and the teachers to develop the personal interest and the personal superpowers of each uh, of the children in, in one class, classroom. Uh, in the same time, they are working on different projects and they are delivering different, different tools and different work. Uh, to, to the whole, to, to the whole class. Presumably in the same room, right? Yeah. Necessarily yeah. remotely. Amazing, amazing. So, and what, what caught my eye and ear um, is what, as I understood, is the combination of offline, online tools, a combo, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Th that's amazing. And also these uh, tangible programming projects. Um, so first and foremost, why did you decide to combine the two worlds, the online, offline, digital only with some offline. And by offline, you mean actually printed in paper, I mean fairy tales printed in paper that have a certain educational goal behind them, right? I understand. Yeah, that's right. I can show you the book so for people just to understand it. So this is the first book from the series. It's the Adventure of Z in the internet, internet forest. Um, so uh, I believe that we live in the real world. We we don't live in the digital. Although we use the digital devices, these are just tools uh, which support us and make our life easier. That that's the idea of digital, uh, and it's really important for for all of us, especially for for our children who who don't know the world before technology as we do. Um, it's really hard to, to build these borders between us as humans and digital and the robots and the, the virtual world. And uh, that's why one of the main ideas, one of the main focuses of Digital Kids is to support children to, to build these borders, to, to know themselves really well, to, to know what they want to make this connection with their body, with their soul, with their dreams. and after that, through digital devices, to create them, to create this imagination world, these digital tools and digital solutions. Uh, and that's why we are delivering offline, online tours, to, tools, and we are always trying to make this cross border between the both worlds. And to, oh, we, we, we do our best to keep children into the real world, to, to, to make them really satisfied with, with their life into the real world and, and to go to the digital one just for fun, but not be lost there. Because that's yes. one of the main okay. challenges that we see uh, with the children nowadays. You know, when, when we are raising child, I, I always say that um, the children before 10 don't have to be more than two hours into the internet or in front of the screens. And, and that's really important to develop the emotional intelligence, to, to develop this uh, connection with their body, with, with to even to be more social, to, to be able to build social contact. That, that's really important. Um, and I'm talking about uh, cybersecurity. I'm talking about uh, digital hygiene ha habits. 
and I'm talking about being human before going into the digital world. And and that's the and that that's the mission of Digital Kids. The name comes from children who are who are being born and being raised into a digital era, but it's not only about digital. I, I don't want that everybody becomes a coder because digital is more than this and digital could be used as a tool to support us being being more human. And and that's that's the main idea. That's the main focus of digital kids. Amazing. And so I understand the digital side is the uh, key resource to reach the or to, to try to create a complete personality with the offline kind of part being the predominant, right? Where the digital is only the tool uh, to reach some goal. And yeah, okay. yeah, interesting. Look, speaking, and, and that's amazing. That's, they are almost like reading, reading my mind basically on some key ideas about digital education of kids and so on and so on. Like for me, uh, the nine-year-old and the six-year-old have no gaming time at all. Um, to, like a year so, a year ago or so, there was overuse for some reason, and we tried to do only Saturdays. It didn't work well because all weekdays they were just dreaming. When's when's how how long how long is it till Saturday? How many hours? How many days? And so on. At some point, I just took the you know manly decision. I said no gaming, no gaming time, no gaming time, zero. So we had two weeks of kind of you know crisis, two weeks crisis, and I tell to my, told my wife, no, 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 we will survive. Believe me. And two three weeks later. Uh, all of a sudden, we started to, to, to get, you know, drawings, portraits, like Lego structures and all the other offline stuff uh, that uh, really build up the personality, mind, imagination and so on. Let's move on. I just wanted to touch on one thing that you mentioned, tangible programming projects. Mm -hmm. very, interesting, very interesting idea. How would you like, d define, describe maybe a couple of case studies as well? So it's like your Lego games and uh, it's like your Lego construction, but we make the, the Lego project interactive, uh, which is, uh, so we, we make the, the mind of the children much broader in this way because through play, through building uh, and developing different construction projects, for example, they can understand how the world around is working. So talking about uh, smart homes, talking about smart cities, something that will be really normal in their lives in, in 10 years when, when they became adults. Um, I do believe that our children have to understand completely how the technology works because it's really important if you want to be more powerful than technologies, you have to understand them. And that's why I, I, I'm not quite a big fan of uh, for technologies to be forbidden uh, because I, 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 I do my best when I raise my child, my son is already a teenager, he's 14, um, to, to explain. And um, we did a game actually when he was younger, when he was at the age of your children, uh, we did a game, he, he received points for different tasks like homework, yeah. cleaning home, yeah. or walking uh, with the dogs or any kind of task. task. And then uh, he should exchange these points for playing hours. And it's not that easy actually, because you gain the points really hard and you uh, spend them really easy. So that was my, uh, th that was my way to, limit his uh, playing hours and it was working actually quite well 
Um, but now he's more interested in building technologies, like uh, building and constructing his own computer or trying to code something. But it's like um, experimenting. It's an experiment. And, and that's really important because normally when we were children, we, we used to, to experiment. We used to play with the surroundings around us. And that was the way we, we were teaching, actually. And we do absolutely the same with digital kids. So we support our children to experiment and to see what will happen if they. And that's the idea of the tangible programming product, just to see how the, the things, how the stuff around them are working and what if they try to build something by themselves yeah. absolutely alone. Yeah, yeah. So I see where you're driving. It's like digital, di the digital element should, should enable rather than debilitate your uh, skill set, capacities and so on. Okay, cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Evelina, let's move on. And where, where you are right now commercially or, uh, or business-wise with the product? Are you selling is uh, this uh can, can can we buy these products on in one market more markets than that what languages you can What's buy the, the books range? actually you can buy the books the books are launched in uh, amazon so they are um, available as a kindle version and paper book so uh and we are on the mvp of the tangible programming and the assessment platform uh fundraising at the moment um as soon as we are as, we, as soon as we have the money, actually, we will launch the product and that should happen uh, within this year. Actually, COVID uh, paused somehow uh, our development work in the last one year. But in the same time, it provide, provided us an opportunity to research the market, to uh, validate the product, to, to validate the market fit. Uh, and also to raise awareness about uh, Zed and his adventures, because that, that's some of the, it's, it's one of the cores in our product. Um, uh, and that's available at the moment. So, you know, I have a, so I, I have a marketing background. In the last 20 years, actually, yeah. I'm a marketing consultant and a business developer. Yeah. And it's quite normal that first I'm researching the market <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing the market fit. And after that, uh, we deliver the, the product. So now we are in a development mode to deliver the product. So you go by your own textbooks uh, in, in marketing, developing your, your, your textbooks as product. Um, yeah, it's an important story actually because in the 20, in the last 20 years I was uh, training adults and I was pushing their creativity and I'm, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of digital marketing, of course, because it's measurable. Uh, but to, to sell digital marketing, first you have to educate your, your clients what, what they have to expect. Uh, and it was absolutely the same story with digital kids and doing it with the children. Just we put some more play and fun and stories. Uh, and it's, uh, it's similar to them. I'm educated in coaching and I do believe that it, it's not needed to spoil the children and then they to, to pay for psychotherapy, coaching or just to, just to find what makes them happy. That's why we are we are working with quite young children at the age from six 
up to 12 years old to support them to, to find what's important to them, what, what makes them smile, which are their superpowers. I'm always talking about the superpowers, but it's really important to know who you are and to use the proper tools to, to deliver, to, to develop and to create stuff that's really important to you. Because I do believe that this is work and this, this is what we do the whole of our life. We are creating stuff that's important to us and we tell this work and we are being paid for it, but it's another story. So that, it, that, that's my dream world. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we are doing with digital kids. I would definitely ask for citizenship in your dream dream world. Um, Evelyn, <laughs> Evelyn, imagine I'm a nine-year-old and so I go, I, I, I play with the, with, the, with, the, with the tools and the, the planned, the tangible programming projects and so on. And at some point I, I, I am aware or I'm informed, informed about my superpowers. What are those superpowers as an example and what do I do with this information in, in your, in your oh. plan? Yeah. Um. I will tell you another story. Uh, while we we were testing, uh, and while we were looking for what are the main problems and the main challenges first of the students and then of their parents, we we've created Digital Kids STEM Club actually, and these were training lessons in coding and not only uh, to see how how it's working and what's going on there. And there, that's that's the. That was an opportunity to meet a lot of students, actually more than 250 students were the first beta testers of our product. And uh, some of them even were girls, actually less than 5% of our students in Digital Kids STEM Club, they, they were girls. And most of the girls actually are creative. They, they like drawing, they like dancing. And when, when they came into Digital Kids STEM Club, their parents say, oh, don't worry if they don't like coding. It's, it's not a problem. They will not become a programmer. And I said, why do you think that digital is just programming? Why do you think that digital is coding? Why do you think that digital is just to be in front of the um digital device the whole day so it's 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 more than this and okay. uh and then I, and then when we started working with them uh the whole process was centered around the interest of the children so some were more creative and they liked drawing that's why we teach them coding through story uh story building uh, the others were more analytical, let's say, and for them coding was like solving problems. Uh, the others were quite good in communication and we say, okay, so you could be a project manager. Again, you are part of the team and you can support the other to organize their stuff, but you can project manage the, what's going on there. And it was, a, it, so all of them have been taught to code but the approach to each of these children was quite individual because we stepped up on their on their interest and then developed further um and and it was really important to me because all of them they they were aware that it's okay to be different it's okay to have your own interest it's okay to have a different approach to the learning process so, so, it, so for me, it's important task to be fulfilled. The way is not that important because it, it's quite different. Uh, and 
this is the superpowers I'm talking about. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, like between us adults, superpower meaning where, like, in what direction your brain is wired more than or better than other directions, right? And so you try to understand that and just use, like, empower kids with using these superpowers, as you say, to reach a goal. Yeah, that they are aware the, in, of or they are not aware of, right? Yeah, in, in Japan, people, they are talking about the Ikigai. The Ikigai is something that yeah, you yeah. do quite easy. It's, it's a, you, you don't, and, and, you are, and you're okay to, to do it, as they say, even without to be paid. That, that's the superpower. It's something that's natural to you. It's something that you can do great. And for me, it's really important to be focused on this, not on what you are not good enough at. Ah, okay. which is actually the main goal of the educational system at the moment. So when you go to the parental meeting, I don't know how is it in Poland, but here in Bulgaria we still go. And when you go to the parental meeting, all of the teachers there are talking about what your children is not enough good at. Yeah. They are not talking about what the child is good at. Uh, and it's an inverted way of thinking. Because yes, we, we cannot bo- we, we cannot be good enough in everything, and it's it's not it's not possible to have all the knowledge in this world. But we are being focused yeah. on what's interesting to us and what we are good at. And I'd like to support the, the children first, and then their parents to support them to be focused and what where is their strength and to develop this strength because. That that's important to me at the end of the story, actually. Yeah, even and I understand this. Uh, what, what we have discussed by now is meant to be extra curriculum, rather than part of the main kind of program, right? At the moment, it is an extra yes, curriculum. Okay. At the okay, moment great. it is, and, and because of the status of the educational system worldwide, the extracurriculum market is growing rapidly. Sure, so, sure. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. But that's crazy because the, the the main idea of the school is that our children go there to learn and to develop their strengths, right? That that's the idea. It's not that they are the whole day they're at school and then all of the free times is occupied with any kind of extracurriculars, for which actually we all as parents pay additionally. Yeah. Yeah, and, true. and that's what's wrong. That's the main challenge that we are trying to solve. Because if you if you use the digital kids tools, then you can use them at home, even for, for those of the children who are homeschooler. But there are also school packs and in the dream world, in my dream world, this should be part of the educational program. This should be part of the educational tools like the textbooks, for example. And these tools are created to make the intersubject connection, to, yeah, okay. to provide the bigger picture why the children should yeah. learn mathematics, why they yeah. should learn Holistic. Uh, yeah. drawing. So everything, if, if everything is packed into a full project, when you see different pieces of all of the subjects that you are learning at school, then even the learning motivation became higher which is also one of the challenges um, in the, today's generation. 
if you know the reasons why you're doing this, of course, you are more motivated to, to, to do the hard, hard work and easy work and so on and so on in school as well. And I like your uh, way of thinking also about this cross-subject sub, cross or cross-subject cross, um, cross kind of approach. If it's math, how math is important in real life? Is it, if, it's, if it's drawing, like where we use drawing and how math and drawing are connected together, why this is important as a, what outcomes for what industries and what, what you have, like what, why, why this is a part of uh, quantum mechanics at some point and uh, some, you know, electronics and physics and, and plastics as a chemistry and so on and so on. So that's, that's a great approach. Um, and I think this could be one of the topics for a completely like separate uh, uh, event, basically. Basically, online, of course, digital event uh, on educational challenges for six uh, to twelve, right? Uh, age age group. Digital digital kids uh, had organized uh, eight, I believe, uh, tech educational conferences talking about these uh, programs, and also we've we've organized it's it's before COVID. So I believe that our our life is already after before and after COVID. So that, that was before COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yes. like a, a, uh, AC, no, 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 BC. It's like uh, before uh, COVID, right? And AD, unvaccinum. Elena, let's move on to round uh, two competitors. I know it's a pretty packed and crowded space. Um, can you uh, maybe put yourself on one side and all the key competitors that you know on the other side, where you think you have to work hard to catch up and where do you um, stand, um, you know, stand, stand alone and like st you are on, on, on above the crowd, so to say? Um... The competition in the uh, tech education is uh, huge <laughs> and I believe it will become even bigger. Uh, but I think that most of the um, most of the companies are delivering um, either training projects, but one for it for itself. So not like a Syria, not this bigger picture, which we deliver um, or uh, it's just for fun. Uh, just for fun is fine, but I believe that digital is um, more than just for fun. And that's why we are we are trying and to, we are focused to deliver these curricular activities in, in, in school curricula. And everything that we are developing is related to the curricula um, and to what children are learning. It's um, it's focused on on it's divided on different uh, ages and it's related to their psycho-emotional uh, development, which is really important. We are always thinking about their psycho-emotional development. Uh, okay. I wanted to show you another uh, game that we that we developed it's three years ago, I believe. It's a digital kids imagination. It's a board game, actually, again. Uh, and again, it develops the emotional intelligence of the children. Um, so we are connecting the emotions with digital, the coding with imagination, the creativity with teamwork. Uh, we're working on these 12 um, skills uh, provided by European Commission. Um, so I forgot the name, sorry about it. But there are 12 schools uh, which are based yeah, yeah, yeah. on the education of the future. So we are 
all, all of them actually are core of our products and uh, it's one of our competitive advantages. It's also, you say, the, this connection between online and offline world because I, I believe it's important to us. Of course, one of our bigger competitors, competitors is the BBC Microbit, uh, but the investment there, it's, it's enormous. <laughs> uh, and that's why we are focusing different uh, areas. Uh, and we are, we are we're developing something that's interesting to the children and helpful to their parents and to their teachers with all these assessment reports that we are delivering to them. I mean, come on, to have BBC, uh, a BBC product or project as your key competitor is not a bad thing. Uh, motivating and at the same time already putting you uh, in a very privileged position. You know how to do things and you know how to make them better, uh, ju judging by BBC. But again, you have a holistic approach, right? You, you are not only uh, focusing on kind of digital IQ or, you know, like DQ, could say, but also yeah. EQ, IQ and all the combination. Interesting. My, my father has a saying which, uh, which says that if somebody is uh, afraid of beers, uh, doesn't go into the forest. So <laughs> I'm not afraid at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Let's move on. Uh, Evelyn, around three. Um, there, he, let's have here a quick uh, Q&A uh, about yourself and your working style and so on. Uh, what would you say are your uh, key productivity hacks? You seem to be a like busy uh, person as any founder probably should be or is naturally. What are your productivity hacks? What tools you use? Maybe some, some approaches to time management uh, and similar. I believe that the, the my biggest productivity hack is my experience because uh, uh, I've been more than 20 years into the into digital and more than 20 years uh, I am delivering business development strategy and marketing um, to to my clients in, in into the marketing agency that I'm working and I'm uh, managing. Uh, so uh, I know how to develop a market, which is really important if you build a startup company and especially if you have such kind of competitors and such amount of competitors as we do with Digital Kids. Um, but I'm, I'm also quite, so I, I found this balance between creativity and uh, analytical thinking. That's why um, it's, it's like, when I'm working and when I have to, to do my task, I stay focused and I'm uh, working uh, and following my bullet points. But when we have to create a new project, then it's, uh, it's a creativity stage and I'm uh -huh. also quite a creative person. And uh, this balance helps me actually because it's not just to create something, but you have always to keep in mind whether you can earn money from it. Uh, and and that helps me a lot just to stay focused on on earning money and doing doing something that's sustainable uh, something that's competitive and a product that could be uh, successful on the worldwide market you know the rest the google calendar the teams uh, meeting and the cloud office is a must already so that's why we will not mention this. 
uh, the online meetings save me time a lot because I'm much more effective than doing in-personal meetings yeah. as, as it was yeah. before COVID. Uh, yeah, and I know my strengths. Again, we are going to, to digital kids because uh, if I if I am aware that I cannot do something um, efficiently enough, then I just give this work to anybody of my team, and I'm and yeah. I'm hiring people that fits my not so um, strength powers, let's say. Superpowers. So when yeah. <laughs> when you when you like a superpower to do it, a task, you delegate to somebody who has it, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And that's the maturity every adult should have. And you are teaching this to kids. Great. I think it makes the life easier. <laughs> yeah. If you know what kind of person you are, everything is much easier. Uh -huh. Capitalize on your strengths and all the rest, delegate, uh, procrastinate, or just forget and drop. Y yes, interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's move on to round four, and round four will be the, about the company now. So I will make a quick intro. Uh, founded quite a while ago, September more or less uh, tw uh, 2014, and launched initially as an NGO, but then when you understood the potential, I understand, you transformed it into a startup, right? And during the first yes. couple of years, you were researching the market, uh, finding the um, like MVP kind of um, prototypes and raise awareness, won a couple of a uh, couple dozen maybe of uh, prizes internationally. And then right now, how many people are on the uh, cap table uh, as your co-founders? Um, how big is the team and are you hiring recruiting right now? I'm the founder. I'm the only one founder. Uh, the team is about uh, six people uh, and one R&D company, actually, because the marketing is provided to the marketing agency that I'm leading. Um, and the R&D is again delegated to an R&D uh, company that we're working with. Then the whole organizational stuff, design, development, like, like, creating products, uh, the brainstorming, everything is uh, in within the team, communication, um, internal, external is also in within the team. And we are six people. Most um, of us speaking... are women actually, which is quite interesting because it's somehow uh, people expect that we are male dominated <laughs> because it's wow. a tech project somehow but most of us are actually females <laughs> okay okay like female driven yeah uh you mentioned r d company which is your external so to say service provider right and partner on the r d side how do you make the choice uh eventually to who to work with is it like previous connections or somebody uh, recommended to you or, or you just went on the market it's always a very critical um moment in every startup when a non-tech founder or non-hardware you know founder need to cover some or to supplement the company with some uh r d uh, uh brain power you know like equipment and so on and so on how did you choose this company it's not a problem to me because, as I said, you the last 20 years, I'm a digital marketing and, and marketing strategist. So I'm dealing with uh, coders, uh, developers, okay. and I so Bulgaria is not that big market, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know all the guys. Uh, I am a jury in some of the awards and the digital competition here in Bulgaria. Okay. So I, I got the privilege to work with the best 
uh, in the country actually and I know these guys more than 20 years. So it was like uh, I, I know them, I, I've worked with them okay. on, on thousands okay. of other projects uh, and it was quite easy to me actually not not just to choose people, not just to, to choose the right team for this project, uh, but also to, to deliver quite fast uh, yeah. a project on the market, a product on the market. Um, it, it was not, it, for me, it, it was never been like starting from the scratch. Uh, okay. I've always, I've always thought about Digital Kids like an internal project. And I've always thought about Digital Kids like the best client of, uh, of the marketing agency and of myself, of course, because this client always agreed to do what I advise it. Uh, and that's why it's working so easy and so pro so fluently. That's why in such yeah. short uh, time, we won so many prizes and we raised mm -hmm. this awareness uh, you and me are talking about. Evelina, let's move on to round five and we call this Formula F3, funding for the future. Uh, yes. But before speaking about the future, let's uh, cover what's been done by now on the uh, investment side. And uh, I understand by now you've raised um, around 500k euros. Um, yeah. Raised still by NGOs or bootstrap to support the, the NGO, but all, all combined around half a million, half a million euros. And what's your plan or needs, let's say, for the um, next investment round, if you have any? We need about 300,000 euro yeah. to produce the, the series, to, to, to produce the first series of products and to launch them on markets because I, I want everything in one. So I want the books, the tangible programming um, devices, the assessment yeah. platform. I want everything to be launched at once. Um, and so these are most of this money will be used for production costs actually um okay. and yeah that that's the plan actually um in in the best case we have to to raise this money uh, within the summer and to be on the market for christmas holidays oh yes oh yes i understand and tell me if i'm an investor and you say we're raising for 300k uh, euros my first question would be and you say to scale up production right or to start to initiate production. So my first question would be, are the products ready for production or you're still working on like last touches or is it still in R&D uh, stage? Or are the products to be produced on en masse, so to say, are they ready already? Um, I will answer you with a percentage because we are 70% ready okay. with the product. Okay. The books are ready. The MVP of the tangible blocks are ready. I have a factory here in Bulgaria to to produce them on a competitive uh, price, uh, and we we did some we we did some tests there. Okay. Um, the assessment platform is something that we are working on at the moment uh, yeah. because it should be connected with the books and with the projects. But seventy percent of the product is. Is, oh, is, is ready. So when we are talking with investors, we can demonstrate to them what's the stage and we can show them some numbers and feedbacks from 
school teachers and from students and from parents, which was really important to me, just to be sure that if we invest money, this money will be uh, won back. So we are at this stage at the moment. Mm -hmm. And the money, when the product is ready, the money invested into production um, are supposed, like this produced um, stock, so to say, is supposed, is, is already in, like in covered by some demand, your projected demand or contracted, or you have some negotiations ongoing with some distributors or uh, wholesale. So I have partners. negotiations, but it's really hard to close these negotiations into a deal without a product. Yes. So yes, it's okay. like, yeah, we are fine. We'll be there, uh, but without a product, it's uh, it's it's not that easy. Uh, meanwhile, I'm 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 working with the UK market, and okay. I'm working with some trade associations. So it's again like 70% of the deals are closed, <laughs> but the contract will be signed, and the money will come into the bank account as soon as we have product. So it's like a closed cycle. Um, that's why now we are focused on producing the product and having having it on the market uh, everything that's delivered by now it's uh, delivered by supported by small sponsorship the money you you mentioned self-investment uh pre-sales so far so good so somehow to me I showcased that we can do it alone, but if we'd like to develop a sustainable business and if we'd like to be a worldwide competitive, which is uh, at this moment is quite important, I prefer to make it with a venture fund and to do it with a partner than thinking about whether we'll have enough and what will happen if not. Yeah, yeah, you want to go sky high, you need some rocket fuel clear um evelina um what about the vc investor profile do you have any like preferences here who what types or types of um vc uh, um you would love to have on board um for sure i prefer a tech educational venture fund okay. a company which is interested in tech educational products and I'm also interested in uh, people who don't mind to deal with female founder, <laughs> because uh, if you if you read the statistics, so um, let's be honest. But if we read the statistics, you see that uh, only two percent of the global venture investment are invested in female startups. Uh, which yeah. is quite low as a percentage and it's a quite big uh, as a challenge if we have to be really honest so not talking the uh, sweet talks um, that's why for me it's important first to like the to like the guys to like the people it's like a marriage you should be on the same page but it's also really important to be sure that these people don't mind to work with female with female founder and with the female team because it's what we are <laughs> it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a problem at all i know the percentages for first time uh, female founders and entrepreneurs but second third fourth and serial numbers are pretty like becoming more and more uh, equal and again the reason might be not so many give give a shot <laughs> yeah, no, but talking talking in numbers talking in statistics yes, only percent are invested in females Yes. Five in mixed teams, 
93% are invested in male startups, yes, which okay. is huge, huge difference. And then uh, it's even more difficult to earn money before the A stage. So, so the, the first round, uh, when there is a when there is a working business, it's it, it becomes easier, which is understandable. But but yeah, <laughs> the beginning is hard. So let's see what will what will happen there is always a there is always an option to pre-sell <laughs> as uh, everything by now but uh i'd like to give the chance to digital kids really to become a global company and to become global you need an investment stand by your mission go and uh, you know work hard and uh, creatively to become the exclusion to the rule of uh, female founder uh, minority so to say <laughs> be part of the minority i wish you all the best thanks for the chat Evelina. Uh, it was a great chat and uh, we'll be following your success. Thank you very much for the invitation and uh, being together uh, today. Bye-bye.